Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum. From Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. So many of us dreamed when we were kids of coming up with a really cool invention, but not many of us realized that dream. How do you become an inventor, and how do you make money from new inventions in technology? My guests today have some insights into those areas. By day, John Poyman is a chemistry professor at LSU. By night, he's an inventor who's created a remarkable product that is taking the art and industrial worlds by storm. It's a clay or putty that uses polymer reactions, requires no mixing, doesn't dry out, and hardens only when users want it to. In 2013, John created Poyman Polymer Products to sell his great invention, and in the four years since, he has sold his 3P Quick Cure Clay to art and industrial users around the world. It's a remarkable story. John, we look forward to hearing more about it. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. Nice to be here. Darcy Klug is chairman of Red Hawk Holdings Corporation, which is based at the LSU Business and Technology Center and has several companies under its corporate umbrella, including one that is making some of the coolest medical technology you can imagine, like a gizmo that destroys and disposes of hypodermic needles. Prior to founding Red Hawk, Darcy worked in the energy industry. He was an executive at Omni Energy Services and also was involved in private investment. And he just told me he was a bean counter, but he knows a lot about inventions and technology too. So Darcy, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you very much, glad to be here. Well, John, I want to start with you because your story, I keep thinking of the absent-minded professor and flubber for those old enough <laughs> to remember the Disney movie. And I don't know if you're absent-minded, but did you just stumble upon this product in the lab one day or, or had you been thinking about it. How did it come about? Since 1990, I've been researching a process called frontal polymerization, okay. which is actually a reaction that once you start it can spread out on its own. And I was at the University of Southern Mississippi for 18 years and working on this, doing work with NASA, very fundamental research. And then I got the idea that this could be a good way to fill holes and floors. Oh, very cool. And when we moved to Baton Rouge, uh, there was a wood filler and the wood filler tended to contract and leave little divots. So I thought I could make something better than that. So I was fooling around with that. And then I had started working with the National Park Service, trying to make a, a casting material that was fast. Ended up meeting some artists at the, through the LSU Art School and working with a very talented artist, Shelby Printable, who helped me. She said, this would be good for a sculpture. Wow. So it branched out then from doing a, a wood repair material into a quick cure clay for artists, which was a big surprise to me because I have no background in art. Now, the name of your company is Poyman Polymer Products, and the polymers is like the magic ingredient right. to this. What is a polymer if in like simple layperson's terms well, and how does it factor into this? Well, think of a, um, a Mardi Gras beads. Mm -hmm. uh, Mardi Gras bead is like a polymer and it's made up of many repeating units. And so that's what we, the key is we can start out with small molecules and trigger them to join together in big long molecules. Think things like dental adhesives. When you have yeah. your teeth filled with a, a material, they use light to cause the reaction. We use heat. Okay. So chemically very similar. You start okay. out with a liquid and you turn it into something very hard. But what is the, the ingredient in the 
P, quick cure clay? Are the polymers the ingredients? Or no, it actually undergoes clay? a polymerization reaction. Gotcha. So we start out with what are called monomers, mm -hmm. and then we mix them together with um, different fillers and a little bit of love and create a <laughs> material that can be molded just right. Then you heat it, but you don't have to heat it all the way through. So yeah. there's materials like Sculpey, where you have to bake in the oven. This is self-baking. Okay. Once you heat the surface to 100 degrees centigrade, about boiling temperature, then the reaction will just spread out on its own. And two products, the 3P Quick Cure Clay and 3P Quick Cure Wood Filler? Correct. So they have different, they're very similar in terms of how they operate, but they have different formulations. The one is a standalone sculpting material, so an artist can take as long as they like, and whenever they're ready, they can cure the reaction. And they don't need to, for example, Shelby is right now in Spain. She just took 10 pounds with her. Oh, And wow. she doesn't need to have a, 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 um, a kiln. Oven, right? Right. So she can do all the work there, and she does some wonderful work with it. Then the wood filler is, you can apply it. When you heat it, it's done in seconds. You can sand it, drill it, tap it, paint it, stain it, and uh, have a very rapid repair. Unbelievable. All right. Well, I want to talk some more about it. But, Darcy, I want to bring you into the conversation. Your company doesn't invent products, but, but finds inventions and license technology and then sells it. Is that correct? That, that's, that's correct. Okay. Uh, it's mostly uh, startup type technologies, uh, mm -hmm. inventors looking for uh, capital. And uh, our board of directors is uh, pretty diverse in a number of different industries. And so we evaluate the, uh, uh, the new inventions and uh, uh, try to help them bring it to market. So, so in theory, if you had met John, a few years back, you could have helped we, him we, with we the 3P, except we, he beat we, you we, to we, it, right? We could be talking with him about providing necessary working capital, helping him take it to market, yes. Now, I mentioned this needle product that you brought to show us. I wish people could see it. Yeah, totally this, cool. Yeah, Tell this is actually a uh, device that the original technology was invented about 15, 20 years ago. Looks about like uh, a pencil sharpener. It looks like, like a pencil sharpener. Electric, pencil, exactly. Not big. And it was initially uh, developed for the uh, diabetic market. Um, it is the only FDA-approved uh, device of itself, uh, of its kind, that actually disintegrates a, a needle for insulin. Wow! And we've been uh, we've been um, working with LSU uh, to expand its market capabilities. We've just gone into production on the units. I'll just burn a needle here real quick. And, and, and so you put the needle in this little hole and it goes away. It disappears. Will you exactly. just pulverize it? It, it actually uh, literally disintegrates it. Unbelievable. And here, here's what a, a finished product looks like. That is so okay, cool. So, so this, this, is, this is where it starts and this is where it finishes. Wow. So, and then and is there any little residue in, the, in there that you have very, to dump very, out into very a Very minute uh, amount, of, amount of residue. Okay. Uh, so if you, if you go into a doc, doctor's office and on the wall, you see the orange box. Mm -hmm. uh, that's um, like the biohazard waste. Uh, exactly, a sharps container. Uh, the uh, the used needles go in there. Well, now uh, what winds up happening? You can actually throw these away in a garbage can. You ought to There's just no be one. making money hand over fist with well, this thing. I, no, Has that happened no, yet? No, we're, we're, we're spending a lot of money. <laughs> we hadn't, hadn't started making it yet, but like I said, we've just gone into production on the units. And, and then I was hearing about some other really cool stuff that y'all do, like a, like a biodegradable gauze. Yeah, there's uh, this, this, the this is a product that uh, was developed out of, uh, out of Israel mm -hmm. uh, and that uh, we're looking to uh, distribute the product. Um, it was actually brought to me uh, several years ago. I had a, uh, a surgery where they had to remove a, uh, a bleeding ulcer and the surgeon inad inadvertently uh, nicked a major blood vessel and mm -hmm. while it became a what started out to be a 30 minute 
over uh, quick surgery became very complicated quickly. I bet. So had they had this product, they could have simply put it on the uh, on the nick. Uh, it uh, accelerates the uh, uh, coagulants in the body and it's biodegradable. You can just close it up and within seven days it uh, disintegrates. We also have other medical devices that we're looking at uh, for the correction centers. Um, it's a full body scanner mm -hmm. that only, not only detects what you're carrying on your body, it carries what's so in the body So we're talking cabinets. like jail in case anybody was facing out there. So yes. inmates, in other words, walk through this thing. It, that's right. That's right. It's, and then you can see if they're hiding anything inside that's correct. their body. That's correct. So we're, at, we're testing that out at LSU right now. Mm. How do you find these products? They I come mean, to us. They come to us. Yeah. Uh, How do they uh, find you? Um, actually, it's not too hard. The medical industry, especially medical device industry, is a pretty small industry, and everybody knows everybody. And so, uh, uh, most most of the devices are brought to us. A lot of times, you'll go to the medical shows, and you can just walk around and just uh, uh, find the mm. inventors. Now, John, did you? go through this kind of process? I mean, you seem pretty far along with your product and you seem to be selling it yourself, but were you ever looking for a Red Hawk um, at, at any stage or might you still be? Or I do you might be. Well, I should say the Quick Cure Clay, I'm just finalizing a licensing deal with a major art and craft manufacturer. Wow. So, because right now I've been working at the LBTC mm -hmm. and mixing it myself, okay. buying the materials and manufacturing it. And so that's been giving me a lot of insight into what the process needs to be, but to really scale up, I, it's hard to do um, in just one lab with one person and some bread mixers. Right. So I'm. I'm is it really bread mixers? Literally? Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Like <laughs> it's big bread mixers from Amazon. Yeah, because there's a consistency of like a really thick dough. Yeah. So I've learned a lot. It's like it, that flubber. I'm sorry. I it is. No, it's good <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And that's really fed back into my own teaching because I've learned a lot about processing, industrial processing, and so I'm sort of a half-assed engineer now. I learned a little bit about <laughs> the engineering, but. So that I'm going to be, the ideal is license, consult, help them bring it to market with a launch date in January. We're, we're just working on that. And then do you, does that mean you sell them the rights or you get to retain the rights, but they have a manufacturing deal with? Well, I have the, uh, um, I have licensed it from LSU because I'm an LSU employee. Okay. And then I then will license it to them. To them, okay. Right. And they will do the manufacturing and selling it. But they'll keep the Quick Cure Clay name, which I really like. That's great. And did they pick up the wood filler also? No. No, so I'm looking for a way to expand with that because I think that is a, that's an, a market I understand well because I know how to fix things. The art is a much harder one for me to appreciate. Sure. Although I would say if people want to see this in use, at the uh, Louisiana Art and Science Museum, there's an exhibit I helped create on the history of polymers and art, and some of the work there uh, with uh, Shelby Printable did with Quick Cure Clay is on display. And you're wearing two little, two little um, pieces of jewelry that you made with the clay. Right, so you can make these very rapidly in a mold with uh, like for making cakes, force it in, heat it in seconds, decorate it so you can, uh, someone with very little artistic talent can make something that looks like a passable uh, brooch. And then, and then what are, I mean, I understand the art uses and the furniture wood filler uses. What are some of the industrial uses? Well, I'm talking to companies for rapid repair. Of uh, what? Well, that's, that's what we're looking for. Somebody where they really need speed, because right now a lot of repairs will be done with epoxy. And when I ask students... Like pipes? Like could metal be. things? It doesn't work well metal, but for plastics, what? where you want to do it very rapid, you need to fill a hole quickly. Although, I should say we're also working on a rapid bone repair that would use the similar concept, but we're still in the very early stages. Well, of it. I so think we'll that's some synergy. Here yes, exactly. Guys. Yeah. Would Red Hawk work with, with a company like John's? Or yeah, so, so, many, so many times, 
people like John, a lot, of, a lot of physicians on the medical devices. They see a need for a product, they invent a product, they get it working, then what? Now mm -hmm. what do I do with it? How do I bring it to market? Uh, and so we work with them, we provide the seed capital in order to take it to the next level. Do you it, help it, with um, regulatory? If necessary, yeah. 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 I mean, I wouldn't personally, would get right. our attorneys to do it, yeah. But do you fund companies that would be before it's been FDA approved or only after? You know, up, well, our, our, our uh, the gauze, the gauze is not FDA approved. Okay. It's approved over in the UK. It's mm -hmm. not approved here uh, in the States. Uh, we've had discussions with the manufacturer about working with LSU to get it FDA approved. Right. That's quite an expensive process. Yes. And uh, so we're, we're working with, uh, with the university on that. Excellent. Does that mean it couldn't be used in the United States at all? No, or it, it would no, just be no, experimental? Or you, you can't use, in this particular case, you cannot use it in emergency rooms or in surgeries. Oh. You, first responders could use it. Mm -hmm. um, you could use it in home use, uh, things of that nature. It's just not class three approved. Now, when you say you all provide the seed capital, you're like a broker. You go out and find it and put the deals together? I mean... We, we self-fund. You self-fund. Uh, self self okay. Uh, we self-fund, yeah. Uh, between myself, our board of directors, and investors. Wow. Uh, most of us, this is our third or fourth time coming off the golf course to, <laughs> to, 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 to play with this project. And what we've also done is we, we've brought in about three or four, um, I don't want to... Uh, re recent college graduates that think really? they want to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So we bring them in, brought one here, a young man, Bo Ryan, has been working with us. He's a, he's a business graduate from, uh, from UL. Uh, he works with us almost on a daily basis on these projects. And, you know, we have some, uh, 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 and Bo thinks he wants to be involved in being an entrepreneur on the business side. We have mm -hmm. some that, uh, that have more of a medical background. We have some that have, have more of a technical background. So we work with them on these projects. How did you get into this from, you were with Omni and, and right. before that you were a CPA, you said? My, How did my, you end up with the holding I, company? Yeah, I grad, graduated from LSU in 73 in, in accounting mm -hmm. and went to work with one of the international accounting firms and you know, worked my way back, uh, back to Louisiana and um, um, Gotten involved in the oil and gas industry and was fortunate enough to be successful on a few transactions and that's when I first went to the golf course and then was approached to come back back on this particular project the way it started was actually a couple of real estate investments in Hawaii. No kidding. And so we made some investments in, in, in Hawaii and then somebody brought some medical devices to us. So we moved into medical devices. Um, then somebody brought a security system to us. So. <laughs> we moved into that area, and so uh, uh, then somebody brought us some uh, uh, pharmaceuticals, and it you know just that's sort of evolved. That's the, pharmaceuticals is a little bit sensitive to me. My wife has rheumatoid arthritis, and when we first uh, got the prescription drugs for her to take her shots, the cost of her shots were uh, five to ten thousand dollars a month. Wow. Uh, now, fortunately for us, we had insurance, and we were fortunate enough to take care of it. So we really started looking more into pharmaceuticals and uh, especially uh, branded generic pharmaceuticals. And so we have some uh, investments in the UK in that, in that regard. Interesting. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. We're talking to Darcy Klug of Red Hawk Holdings and John Poyman of Poyman Polymer Products. John, did you ever dream about being an inventor or did you set out to be a chemist and 
I wanted to be a professor, and that's still my 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 your pr first primary. Law. That's yeah. right. So everything I want to do is if it can help advance that. And I was very intrigued to the idea of taking this area of, of these self-propagating reactions and doing something useful with them because mm -hmm. this had been originally discovered in Russia in the early 70s. Oh, wow. I independently rediscovered it in the 90s, but they never brought it to anything, any practical use. And so that's been my real goal now, is to try to do something useful. But this work helps me be a better professor because I have a, a better understanding, and I hope I can help my students be better prepared for industry. And I suppose you're sort of legendary now among students at LSU that are <laughs> Going to be taking your classes? Oh, well, I'm definitely a legend in my own mind. Anyway. <laughs> 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 well, while we're being <laughs> silly, let me let me ask y'all a fun question that'll maybe give us some more insight into y'all's personality. So, what is your birth order in your family, and how did it shape who you are? I'm the youngest of five. Okay. So everything I do is to get attention of my older siblings. Tomorrow I'll send. I'll, I'll, when when this comes out, I'll send a link to all my brothers and sisters. So please it, do. Uh, yes. No. That is a. <laughs> it is a major motivating factor for me. Is to uh, always try to um, do things and um, you know push myself forward. And I think a lot of it comes from being the youngest. Good deal. What about you, Darcy? I'm the second of five five boys, as a matter of fact, and. Um, uh, there's probably about five years difference between myself and my older brother. Younger brothers were closer together in age. And I guess uh, early on, um, early on my, my motivation was to be with my big brother. And uh, so, and, and of course, when you get involved in sports, trying to play with somebody older, sure. you're forced to try to do a little bit better. So that was, that was probably a driving force for That's me. Good to yeah. know. You're from Louisiana, Darcy. Did you grow up in Louisiana also, John? Uh, no, I grew up in, uh, outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. How, how is doing business in Louisiana, and how has this been as a place to grow and incubate a, an invention and a, and a startup company? Well, it's my only experience, really, but it's excellent when I started working with uh, Charlie D'Agostino's team at the LBCT, especially with uh, Jason Boudreaux. They've taken me from how to open up a business checking account to getting yeah. liability insurance, and then I'm fortunate to have, um, since my wife is a corporate attorney at Jones Walker, to get uh, assistance in uh, that regard. But otherwise, I really knew nothing about business. I had no experience. The last time I worked in the private sector was as a, a cigar salesman in college. <laughs> so I really had no experience <laughs> in the private sector at all. So right. there's been great support from uh, the university and then also from the LBTC. So. I'm glad to hear that. What do you think, Darcy? Um, you have a lot of experience in Louisiana. Right. And you do a lot of business all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, we, especially being in the media, we dog ourselves a lot. You know, I'm yeah. well aware of the shortcomings. Do you, do you maybe see things from a more positive um, perspective, or is there still a lot we have to work on? The, the biggest challenge, in my opinion, such for, for small business owners in this state, is uh, banking or lack of banking. Now, that may be universal. I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, it is really a challenge. It is like really financing you. Right. Yeah. It is really a challenge uh, for somebody like John starting up um, to to get a bank to mm -hmm. uh, to support their efforts. So that, that's what I see as the biggest challenge. We hear that, you know, so often. Have, what have you done, John? Have well, you gone to angels or what? Well, I've made a small fortune because I started out with a large fortune. And now I've reduced it, so <laughs> it's been... That's generally the way it works. Yeah. So this has been self-funded. Yeah. Although a certain degree I look at it as um, I was going to spend money on something fun. And so, you know, this is, I have my clubhouse down at the LBTC. My son comes down and helps <laughs> me. And so it's, it's been something I really enjoy. 
um, but I haven't really, if, once I do this licensing, to really go forward with this wood filler, I'll need some kind of significant amount of money to really get out there and market, which has been the limitation of just having a website and selling a little bit here and there. Sure. I would imagine you've won pitch competitions locally to, to the I, extent no, have, that they really have much to offer. but I No, know. I have not done that. No, really? No. You'd be a shoe in, I promise. Okay. I threw a lot of them. <laughs> okay. yeah. You ought to try. But but you haven't really gone out there and tried to raise No, I've been mostly working on the, um, the, the, uh, the clay, mm -hmm. and that's been the focus. I mean, I've gotten some stores like David Art Center New Orleans is carrying it and getting some retailers to carry it. Uh, so now I realize that was just really hard to do on my own. So now that I have this licensing deal, I can focus on the wood filler and see if I can build up sort of organically with small businesses in the area and maybe get someone to take it over for me. Okay. Darcy, what um, do you get out there and, and, and connect with other investors or with the angel networks like that they have in New Orleans or with bigger private equity firms to try to gin up some capital for this area? No, we, quite frankly, we, 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 we work with just a small group of investors that I know, mm -hmm. uh, mostly golfing buddies, okay. uh, that, uh, that are interested in giving back to the community. And, uh, you know, so many times, um, we, Charlie, Charlie, for example, brings us uh, various inventions uh, where people like John, they come to us and they've got a fantastic invention, but they've run out of money. Yeah. They run out of money. And uh, uh, venture capital firms are awful expensive. Uh, you can't get traditional bank financing. Um, what we also bring to the table on our side is we handle all the administrative functions for them because so many times these people invent everything. John, John's lucky, his wife's an attorney, can, can help hold his hand through a lot of these things, but a lot of these inventors aren't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have, we have an attorney, my partner's an attorney, uh, my background's a CPA, we have engineers on the board, we have entrepreneurs on the board, so we try to take all the administrative functions away from, from these people and let them do what they do best, which is invent. And then what kind of equity stake do you get in return? It depends. Yeah. It depends. Uh, depending, uh, uh, a lot of our projects are incentive driven. Mm -hmm. So we'll tell John, okay, you give us the projection, what do you think the, 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 uh, the project can do? And we'll base it on that. And if he performs, he's gonna wind up with the lion's share of the transaction. And we'll get a nice return on our money. If he doesn't perform, it's going to be the other way around. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to take the lion's share of the, pro of the project. Do people yeah. ever come to you with just an idea, or do they actually have to have some sort of widget to show you? <sighs> yes, they come to us with, with an idea. Um, and you send them away. <laughs> we don't send them away. <laughs> we don't send them away. We try, to see, we try to see if we can work it in with some of our other projects, mm -hmm. if it makes sense. Uh, but um, so we're... We're not a complete startup uh, uh, capital firm, but it's pretty pretty close to it. How many we, people are at Red? How many employees at Red Hawk? Really, not many. Uh, myself, my partner, we got uh, uh, four um, interns and our board of about uh, uh, six people. Okay. And then, of course, our investments all have employees, and they'll range from anywhere between five and twenty employees. Sure. And, and John, what about you? Is it just you by yourself? It is. Okay. So you're a one-man band? Yep. And your son sometimes comes to visit? Yes. He's not an employee. He just gets <laughs> an allowance enhancement. Okay. <laughs> Where do you hope to be in, say, three to five years? Uh, I would like to have this 
uh, the clay in you know major art stores throughout the country, mm -hmm. and then the wood filler either. I guess my real dream there would be that I could really expand it and manufacture it. It's a lot easier to make than the clay, and actually expand and start hiring people in the states and be selling it. That would be. I would love to be able to hire students from LSU uh, to have a job here in Baton Rouge. And once you once you ink this this licensing deal with the manufacturer for the clay. Are you then sort of out of it? Yes. Or do you, so you're out of it then? Well, then I'll be, I, I'll be a consultant to them in the manufacturing yeah. and marketing, and I hope to be able to do helping with trade shows and sort of being, yeah. uh, you know, the... They can put your little signature picture on it with the bow tie. Uh, I was thinking it's <laughs> the other Bill Nye clay. I would point out that it's... You'd be a good Bill Nye. I, I, the, the, I chose the name so I could be the 3 P CEO. Oh, I love that. <laughs> 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 That's good. It has potential. And then are there other inventions in your future? I mean... I'm always looking at... Uh, I would really love to do is make a really good, fast, cure-on-demand adhesive. That's a tough problem when you have two things in contact. There's a very thin layer, mm -hmm. and so you don't have to mix. Like epoxies, you always have to mix and put it together and wait. If we could make a, something that would be like a super-fast version of a Gorilla Glue right. or Elmer's Glue, and those are really tough problems to mm -hmm. do. To, so those are the kind of things that I'm really doing the really basic research on. Okay. Well, John, John <laughs> probably doesn't know this, but uh, Charlie volunteered the chemistry department at LSU to help us on our uh, correction system. Oh, great. That, uh, one, of the, one of the problems with, uh, with prisons is um, uh, synthetic marijuana, uh, mojo. Mm -hmm. And while our device is great for detecting uh, hard and soft objects, right. Chemicals such as Mojo is a, is a problem in prisons. So, uh, so we've had some discussions about how can we take uh, this unit that we have uh, and expand it uh, through some sort of chemical uh, analysis mm -hmm. to be able to detect if somebody's carrying Mojo. So interesting. Where do you see Red Hawk in three to five years, Darcy? You know, all of our companies, we look on five-year plans. Okay. Uh, so each of our investments, we hope to be out in five years. So hopefully in five years, we'll be in a new set of uh, investments with another five-year plan. Excellent. Well, no doubt you will get there. You all are both very motivated and fascinating. And thank you so much for sharing your stories with us today on Out to Lunch. Great. Thank you for having me. Thank you. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been John Poyman of Poyman Polymer Products and Darcy Klug of Red Hawk Holding. You can find out more about Poyman Polymer Products and Red Hawk Holdings by going to the links on our website, it's batonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2 for dinner nightly and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. All the music on Out to Lunch is composed and performed by Mitchell Foreman. You can find more of Mitchell's music wherever great jazz is streamed or sold and at mitchellforeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's batonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for It's itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch.
Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum.